Hello, my little lovelies. Welcome to episode 12 of Caffeinated Yogi Talks. As we make our way into the holiday weeks, you might have some time on your hands to sit down and enjoy a nice cup of joe. At home, you might stick to the Keurig on the reg, or maybe you get all sorts of fancy and fire up your very own espresso for a nice yummy latte. Both are totally cool, but have you actually ever tasted a really good pour-over? Today we are going to break down how to make a dough bass pour-over to get all those yummy coffee notes with each and every sip. So if you are a fan of the caffeinated magic in a cup, this episode is for you. Maybe you head over to your coffee-making situation and get ready to make the goods as I guide you, or just sit back and listen to some tips and tricks. Either way, throw a smile on that cute little face of yours and let's dive in. Hi there. Welcome to Caffeinated Yogi Talks. I'm your host, Danielle Collinsworth. Here, we will talk about all things yoga, both on and off the mat. Fitness, entrepreneurship, this crazy thing called life, and maybe a bit about coffee. So throw on your headphones, grab your favorite cup of gel or tea, if that's your fancy, and let's get chatting. Before we get into the caffeinated talk, here is a quick note from today's local 757 sponsor. If you follow one publication for local news, events, and culture, you should make it NFK. Their weekly newsletter comes full of the latest and greatest from across the region, making it the best way to stay in the know. If you're looking for reasons to get out of the house, Or maybe after today's episode, you want to go grab some yummy beans from a local coffee shop, check out the NFK Daily Events Rundown. They will feature the goods when there is something special around town. And a little P.S., my local faves would be Three Ships in Virginia Beach and Coalescence in Norfolk. Every morning, NFK is posting events from across the city. You will see things like gallery openings, yoga sessions, you might see your girl on there every now and then, food truck sightings, and oh so much more. Check them out on Instagram at nfk.va or peep the link in the show notes and give them a follow. Right now when you sign up for their newsletter, you'll get a free sticker so you can rep the city. You can snag that guy via the link in their Instagram bio. Okay, now back to the coffee. You will need all the things from water, filtered water is always best, to beans, filters, a kettle, a canister of some sort, and maybe a way to measure it all out. First thing is the water. You want to get that bad boy to about 200-ish degrees. Next up is the coffee. In my opinion, the grams can vary, but I would say a rough estimate is about 25 to 30 grams of whole coffee beans or about three tablespoons, which leads me to my first little rant. (laughs) What if you don't have a grinder? Number one, any local coffee shop should be able to hook you up. 
And if you don't buy single origin goodness from your fave local place, you need to change that ish immediately. Especially if you are sipping on Folgers or some other crap. Sorry, not sorry, Folgers. I actually love your little commercial jingle, especially whenever Jimmy Fallon sings it. But Folgers coffee is like a hot dog. Just a bunch of random bad beans mixed together. Or all of the misfits in one big old container. Single origin simply means that the coffee is grown within a single known geographic origin. With single origin, your likeliness of tasting all those amazing floral, chocolate, or nutty notes is oh so much higher. Oh, and to get these kind of beans, you should shop local because, duh, be a good human and support other dope humans. Number two of this mini rant, maybe it's time to invest in a grinder. You can get a cheap one on Amazon. But grinding your beans close to the time of use is like eating a taco. If you want the taco right after all the goodness is thrown into the tortilla, then it's like a magical explosion in your mouth. But if you put everything in the tortilla and let it sit for a few days, the shell is going to be like all sad and this like little mushy blob. Now, I'm definitely being a little dramatic However, if you want the best sip of coffee, grind closer to the date of use. So again, 25 grams of whole beans or 7 grams of coffee for every 4 ounces of water or the 1 to 16 ratio. This is actually my favorite way to measure. And that ratio simply means 1 gram of coffee for every 16 grams of water. You also want to get your grinds close to a sea salt or sand-like consistency, which leads us to the topic of the filter. This is where metal filters really stink because those fine grinds can easily slip right through. However, with paper, not so much. This coffee-loving yogi would truly love to say that a reusable filter is the way to go, But I'm sorry, Mother Nature, that just won't do the trick. Paper will get you a more solid brew every single time. Depending on what kind of paper filter you use, you might need to fold the bottom so that it's a little bit more sturdy. But if you are using one of the bigger cone-like shape filters, just throw that bad boy in. We then want to pour the hot water onto the papery filter to help warm your coffee canister, to melt the paper taste away, and to help the paper really grab onto said canister. Which, fun fact, the white filters will always help in getting less of that papery taste. Now, some of you might be like, why the heck is she calling it a canister? (laughs) Well, here's why. If you are using a carafe, then you can easily take the top off and pour the extra water out. But if you are using something like a Chemex, I personally recommend not pouring the water out. Even though I currently only have a Chemex, I think this is where a carafe can help you make your cup to just the right setting of goodness. If you can easily take the top off, aka where the filter lies, it's easy to fill the carafe up with a good chunk of water and then ditch it. With a Chemex, not so much. 
I mean, technically you can take the filter in and out with a Chemex, but that defeats getting that suction-like effect of paper to glass. All right, so you have your grinded awesome goodness and the filter is ready to go. Next up, get the coffee into the filter. Try to get them suckers to the bottom of the cone of your filter rather than to the walls. And a little extra pro tip, wiggle the canister around so that the grounds are nice and flat rather than looking like a mountain. If you have a scale, grab that sucker and a timer. If you don't have a scale, don't sweat it. But note that you might not reach all the magical flavors you'd like. Making coffee is literally science, my friends. And with science, we need to get those measurements on point. However, if you want something better than your Keurig without having to throw on your Bill Nye the Science Guy hat, keep on listening. There are still some awesome deets coming your way. From here, slowly plus mindfully is key. This is why I say making coffee can be so meditative. Okay, if you have your canister on a scale, zero the scale or tear the scale so it shows zero and set your timer. We want to pour double the amount of water into the canister than coffee. So if you had 25 grams, we want 50 grams of water. If you are pouring at a steady pace, this will be about 15 seconds of water, leaving your kettle and making its awesome way onto the goods. Now, where to start your pour is something that I have always heard speculation around. Meaning, do you start at the center and work your way out to the edge or vice versa? Overall, I follow the legend himself, Matt Perger, a barista world champ. Yes, coffee competitions get serious, y'all. Matt is also the founder of Barisa Hustle, which I highly recommend if you want to nerd out on some more coffee info. Anywho, he has done several studies talking about the importance of making sure the edges of the filter stay clean. Because if you just pour through the center, you will only be filtering a small portion of the beans through the water. Because of this, and how I was taught back in the day, I normally also start my pour from the outside in. Either way, when the hot water first touches the coffee, it will then bloom, which simply means that CO2 is released, and if you are doing it right, plus you have a good batch of beans, you will then physically see what I'm talking about with this beautiful little bloom. Once enough water is in the bad boy, pause and wait about like 30-ish seconds. If you don't have a timer and you can see the coffee grind definition as the goodness starts to dry, definitely begin to add water. At the 30-second mark, resume pouring water over the grounds. You never want the coffee floating, but you also never want them to dry out. You want to keep pouring in a spiral-like pattern and make sure that the coffee grounds are saturated from start to finish. You are done when the scale reaches anywhere from 350 to 400 grams, or when your timer reaches about at that two-ish minute mark. Now, some of you might be like, what the fuck, I just want some warm, yummy goodness in the morning to help me wake up. That is totally cool. 
I actually don't weigh my coffee out anymore. I just eyeball it and have fun. However, I am also fully aware that if I am trying to fully optimize my coffee flavors, it takes more time and energy. Others listening might be in a little nerdy heaven and want more tips and tricks. This is also cool. Slide into my Instagram DMs at Danielle the Yogi so I can get more content your way and or answer any questions that you have. You can also start searching some badasses that know way more than me, like Matt at Barista Hustle. But for today, these are all the tips I have for you. If you are listening to this on launch date, I highly encourage you to swing over to my Instagram page tonight as Matt, not the coffee hustler, just my handsome man, Matthew Talley, and I are going to go live to record the next podcast. So the next episode might be amazing, or it might be a complete shit show. Either way, tune in, ask us questions, get us chatting, and hopefully we make you smile. Oh, and lastly, if this episode was helpful, go give the show a five-star taparoo, and I will really appreciate you. <laughs> God, why, why am I this corny, guys? Why? <laughs> Anyways, thank you again. Have a happy, safe, and Merry Christmas. And until next time, namaste and slay Boothang. Thank you.